Okay, JH. Yes. I know that you've got the run sheet here. We have got the run sheet, and but I wrote the run sheet. <laughs> I still don't get it. <laughs> but I, I, look, you can take the lead on this. It's ha- you have five hundred k. Where are you buying? Right. So the and I, I know people are like, how hard is that to get? He's got play a game, and yes. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> so the idea for the game, right? Just. For a bit of fun, was you would say to me, you've got 500 grand cash, you've got to buy a property, no loans, it's got to be freehold, right? Where are you buying? And then I would start to search and do a quick two-minute search, and we'd talk about it as as we went. Right. And we worked out, like, because there'd, there'd be things like you could be going, what are your plans for this property? Like, what's the idea that you'd be going with if you had 500 grand sitting in your back pocket, just free and clear to go and buy a property with. That, right. that was the idea. Right. And then we're going to be going into a bit of a, 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 ser- a serial topic. A serial topic. And just Captain the, Crunch. Yeah, Captain Crunch. A little bit of Count Chocula. <laughs> uh, is toxic people and staying sane. Oh, boy. I feel like this is going to pick some scabs. Mm. Yeah, good times. How about a word from our sponsors first so we can prepare ourselves mentally and emotionally? Okay, let's do it. Ready to sell your home? Don't make the rookie mistake of jumping in blind. The first step on your journey is critical. Research. You need to know what your house is really worth to get the best deal. And that's where checkmyhouseprice.com.au comes in. With a free house price report, you'll get all the juicy market intel, recent sales data, and other must-have info to help you win big when selling your home. Don't gamble on your home's worth. Make checkmyhouseprice.com.au the first step in your successful selling journey. Visit us today and get your free house price report. Okay, JH. Yes, yes. You have 500k clear. Where are you going to buy? Well, now that I've had a little bit of time to think about this, and I'll get a screen record on so that um, see what I'm doing and where I'm at. And I'm on Google Maps. So my my first thought about this, if I've got 500k clean and clear. I know where you're going to go. You might. Tasmania. Well, no. What? No. You? No, I want to keep that a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin my secret. No, I'm I'm looking closer to home and I'm looking at, I'm going up the North Queensland coast because my thinking is if I've got 500k clean and clear, then I want something that can double as a holiday home, but can also generate an income either short term through short term stays or long term, depending on what's going to present the best Well, it's not going to be Harvey Bay. It's not going to be Harvey Bay. There's, there's, I'm looking for value. 500K, I'm looking for value. I've got to buy an entire property with 500K. And my own personal little prejudice type deal is it's got to be three bedroom at least. I like buying a two bedroom or a one bedroom. I'm like, eh, I, I just, I don't see, you know, this, the same benefit, capital growth and so forth. So I'm mm. scrolling right now. I'm on Google Earth. I'm scrolling up the coast. I've just hit Harvey Bay, but we've, we've had a chat about it. I mean, there's probably some value in Harvey Bay, but I kind of want to be a stone's throw from the water because my thinking is this. 
particularly in Queensland. I love how delirious you can be about being close oh, to water and oh, under oh, a mill that isn't stupidly out of the way well, of... Well, that's... Okay, so here's... This is where my thinking is in looking for value. We love to get out of the city and we either go tree change or sea change. There is always going to be less sea change property available than anything in land, right? Anything in um, subdivisions and and general sort of metro area. Mm -hmm. So therefore, long term, there's going to be less supply of anything close to the water. And supply and demand, that means that anything close to the water is eventually, if it's not already, going to increase in value. Mm-hmm. And in capital value. So that's where my head's at, right? right? That's what I'm looking at. I'm going, all right. So I'm as far up as Agnes Waters, but I, I think that's too far up. Even Agnes Waters and Agnes Begara. Waters is hugely expensive. Yeah no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not thinking there, but that's how far up. Sort of 17, 17. Like, don't get me wrong. Those are beautiful, beautiful places. Areas. But at the same time, it's, yeah. it's not cheap. No, it's not. It's not. And that's, so I'm, I'm looking. I find it really funny that I'm saying cheap and I'm talking about half a mil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comparatively speaking. All right, let's have a look at Tuan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So Tuan is... How do you spell it? T-U-A-N. It's just south of Maryborough and Harvey Bay. It's on the coast near Boonaroo. Got It's a very small town. So if we have a look at Tuan, there is... Currently, there's a four-bed, two-bath, four-car house uh, on 1,820 metres square. That's a s- two streets back from the water for 525, so that's over budget. It's also under offer, so it's irrelevant. There's a block of land on the Esplanade for 289000 so it could go there and put something on it and build something on it potentially. Let's look for a something. A tiny house. Yeah, a tiny house would be good fun, but how do you get three bedrooms in a tiny house? Hide one underneath the staircase like they did for Harry Potter. Yeah, that, that worked out well for that family, didn't it? We'll stick a wizard under a staircase. Yeah, that, that ended really well. Here we go. Where's Puna? Oh, it's on. All right. So we're, we're on the road that is on the water in a place called Puna, P-O-O-N-A, which is south of Tuon and Boonaroo, and it is listed at 495,000, three bed, one bath, two car on 764 meters squared. And it is literally... How far away from the from the largest, what do you call it, CBD? Well, it's, it's south of Maryborough. So it's further south of Maryborough than what Tuan was. So you're probably, if I go back to Google Maps and have a look... Because that's one thing uh, that people look at is... Oh, 100%. You know, so if, I, if I forget, you know, let's say I need to go to the chemist... Because yeah, yeah. I forgot my medication. No, I understand. So you you are... Puna is about... I reckon it's probably about 5 to 10k, somewhere in there, off the Maryborough Kulula Road. And that road then takes you in. So you're probably um, looking at that... Probably 30k's out of Maryborough. Maybe maybe 40k. So you're, you're, you're 30, 30 to 50 minutes away from Maryborough CBD. So you are out a bit. Okay. But you're, one, you're literally on the Esplanade. So you're on the back side of the Esplanade. Across the Esplanade is then another house, and then you've got water after that. You're 300 metres from um, from the little, you know, uh, whatever they call it. The There's a word that they used. Foreshore access. Right. That's the one that I was looking for. And so you've got the water right there, little community. The reason that appeals to me, I'm not saying it's a great investment, but the reason it appeals to me is you've got clearly good fishing in that area, number one. It's... How do you come to that conclusion? Because it's central in North Queensland. 
like it's just good fishing. Right. Once, once you so get, you're working on assumptions. I'm working on assumptions. Absolutely. We're doing this in two minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of course, I'm working on assumptions. Like, you'd if I was if I had this 500k, I wouldn't be making this decision in in the the two minutes it takes me to find a spot. This is how I find a spot to then further evaluate, right? But you're close to the water. You've got decent fishing and that sort of thing. You're off the beaten track, which people like to get away from. And you've got an opportunity there to turn it into short-stay accommodation. Mm-hmm. And because of our background and our ability to market on social media and so forth, I would see that as an asset that we can actually market it in that quiet getaway kind of short-stay accommodation deal. So that that's where my thinking is at. Right. That face says that you're unimpressed with my logic. Well, it's just I'm looking at it going, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, that's great if you're going to invest. Oh, yeah. You're not buying a house for 500K unless you're going out west. Or you do the 500K and then you have to borrow another 500K. Exactly. But that wasn't the game. The game was you had 500K, you had to buy it outright. Do an apartment. I hate apartments. Like, they're there for when we retire. And yet you also don't like lawn maintenance and yard maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can be both. These, these I know, because you are. These things aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. That's, like, I mean, yeah, obviously, we go down to Tassie because seeing as you ruin that surprise for everyone or that, that, that secret. But I was just what looking are you talking about? You tell everyone about Tassie, anyone that will listen. So don't be sitting there trying to who? dump that at my doorstep. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you could go down to Tassie, you'd find stuff in Dover. Um, and get, Dover is beautiful. Dover is fantastic. Uh, you'd definitely find stuff in places like Zihan and Strahan out on the, um, or Strahan, I think is how it's pronounced, out on the, the West Coast. That's kind of still very untouched. But you'd you'd find stuff all over Tassie in that kind Even of Even in the, point. isn't it, is it the Central Lakes District? Oh, Central Lakes District and Central Highlands are, um, yeah, phenomenal. Or is the Central Lakes District over in New Zealand? I've never heard central lakes in new zealand i've always known somewhere that there's central lakes and there's i don't the great feel lakes in the US. and i don't feel that it's tasmania but you know yeah. i could be wrong but yeah no so that's the central highlands district central lakes district whatever through tassie there's where they've of, got water in the middle of nowhere <laughs> which is pretty much the highlands slash lakes area in tassie yeah um but you'd find heaps you'd find heaps in that price point in tassie even now um if, if that's what you wanted, which, of course, is something we love. Mm-hmm. It'd absolutely be all over Tassie. Yep, absolute. Absolutal, absolutal, absolutal. Now i got to figure out how to stop the screen record. <laughs> well, while we you do that, let's go yeah. to the JTM. Sounds good. Let's see which rabbit holes we're going down in this episode. Okay, I don't know how mentally prepared I am for this. I don't know either. But one one thing I will say in regards to the the real estate segment, that's just a quick fun game. I'm not I'm not advising people to go and buy in any of the locations that I looked at. It's just that's how I would start my process and my journey, and then I'd go and compare it and I'd speak to a financial and at least be able so to forth. say the words properly. Yeah, well that helps. <laughs> that helps. But I'd I'd go speak to financial advisors. I'd go look at you know, all of the data, the property data and everything like that as well. But just hmm. as a fun game, you got 500K, where are you spending it? Eh, I'd go look for water. I'd go look for water and, and places that could become 
uh, a secret sort of holiday hotspot because of the water and the views and and what's there. Yep. That you know somewhere undiscovered where you got to sit on it. Well, for I remember years before it gets discovered. I remember kind of being a, um, you know in high school and um, Tawanton was classed as years away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's quite popular. And that's that's where my head's at. Is I'm going water eventually. It always goes that way. Mm. So it's for me. It's well, if, if I've got 500k clean and clear, let's go find somewhere undiscovered that's near water because sooner or later it's going to get discovered, mm. right? So that that's where my head space is at. It's not, and absolutely, this is not investment advice. This is just playing a, a bit of a fun game on a podcast. Yeah, and we are absolutely doing everything we can to avoid this topic. Uh, yeah, it's just JTM. more. Of... It's a hard one. It's an emotionally draining one. I yeah, the people that have inspired. I don't think it's 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 not just that it's a emotionally draining. I think it's also current life circumstances for me. <laughs> yeah, did um, is very much a yeah. It's there, but I think I think it's really important we talk because I mean, there's a big difference between someone just being an asshole in the moment as opposed to toxicity. Yes, and someone being toxic. Like everyone, everyone has moments where they get angry. Everyone feels emotions. Everyone, oh, everyone, and everyone's entitled these, to receive to, yeah. to receive it. No. no, everyone's entitled to have those feelings. Absolutely, but everyone's also like everyone. However, makes if it's a consistent those, thing those emotion, towards emotions. a particular person, yes. that is not okay. And everyone has those emotions that boil over, and people come across as assholes, bitches, whatever. Like. There are plenty of people in our lives who would go, yeah, when I interacted with her, he was an asshole or she was a bitch or, or whatever. And and that's probably the same for everybody out there. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about people who are consistently manipulative and leverage things like a, emotional blackmail as a tool or are consistently abusive in, or passive aggressive, you know, all these things that in order to try and exert undue influence on your life and your decision-making process. Mm. Yeah. And I think probably start with clarification of what we're talking about. Yeah. In so a little bit more detail. Toxic people and staying sane. So I will actually talk about something that had happened when I was much younger. Yeah. In regards to this. Not my current No, no, let's let's life. leave current out because current life, no. That, yeah. that's a no go. But this is going back when I was younger and I was more naive about the world and I I didn't realise how toxic this person actually was mm. until I had cut them out of my life where then I had friends actually say to me, that's the reason why we didn't invite you places because we knew that that person was coming. And I was like, why Ooh, did no one that? ever tell yeah. me? Like, and, and I had even said that, why didn't you tell me? And their response was, well, we thought that you were that far down the rabbit hole that we didn't think that you would actually listen to us. Mm, mm. So I, I I, was blown away because these people who had stopped, not stopped, but they limited the amount of time that they spent with me were people that I had known from like literally grade one. Yeah. Well, and people will avoid, actually on, on that note, just quickly, there's something you touched on there and I just want to say straight up front, there is this idea that people have a right to be in your life because of some connection, whether that's family or some other sort of connection. And I have copped flack throughout my years because I 
don't agree with that. I believe that every relationship should be a two-way street. There's quid oh, pro quo. absolutely. And I'm not be. saying that everything's always going to be even and 50-50 or anything like that, but there's always give and take. Yeah. Right? You're putting stuff on the table, they're putting stuff on the table, you're both taking what you And as soon as they start the using table. those words of, oh, well, I did this for you. Abs- absolutely. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't realise that there was conditions on you doing that for me. Because otherwise, 100%. I wouldn't have asked you. <laughs> 100%, right. And so there's a lot of people out there who remain in toxic situations mm-hmm. because we're brought up with blood is thicker than water, right? And therefore... Oh, that is so wrong though because it's not even said properly. It's not even used in the I, right context. I, I get it. But, uh, and you've written it there I, and I've I was just like, is, is he doing that in purpose no, to I'm actually not sure trigger, trigger you. me? It was, it was more to, as, as a talking point because I, I know that you and I have ba- both faced the blood is thicker than water argument from, from people and... The point that I would make is that we all only have one life and we're also all each individually the guardians of our own mental health. And our mental health can make or break us. It can make our life wonderful or it can make our life a living hell, Mm. right? And so as the guardian of our own mental health, we have an obligation first to ourselves to keep ourselves sane. And if you have someone who is toxic and who behaves in a way that erodes away at your sense of self and your mental health and your mental capability and your self-esteem just consistently and constantly, Mm. regardless whether they do it deliberately or not, is irrelevant. And you have addressed this with that person more than once and they consistently continue to do it, Sometimes, then hold on. you should be cutting that person out of your life. It doesn't matter what their their connection to you is. Hold on. No, you shouldn't. Okay, first of all, you shouldn't actually have to go to someone and go, you're... You and your behaviour is wrong, especially when you know well, that's that... That's not how you should approach it either. It should be an I feel statement. Yeah, no, but, you know, okay, perfect example. Me, okay, hang on. Let me put a caveat you... on that statement I just made. I'm referring to family, right? Because yeah, family, it... you, you jammed into this 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 societal unit and told you've got to stick there. But even so still... So therefore there is some sort of obligation to try and sort it out. But even... But if you can't... Hold on. You shouldn't be staying there. Even still, Right. You should still be able to, if you can see that that person would not do it to anyone else, but they're doing it specifically Mm -hmm. to you, and you say to them, when you do X, I feel, right? Please stop. Please stop. I don't like it. Whatever. Because that's what we teach children in kindergarten. Well, that's, and that's, that's a sort of... Um, language in terms of conflict resolution. Yeah. When when you do X, I feel, please stop. Could we look at another way to do it? And That's so right. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're living with someone and you know that that, like, they literally will stand there and just go, well, I've always done it. That's fine that you've always done it, but it doesn't mean that it's always been you know okay what, with you know me. What my favourite one is? What? I don't do that. You're lying. Yeah. The other good one is... What do you mean? I've never done anything to you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, sweet. Or, or What do we call that light? Oh, it's called gaslight. Yeah. <laughs> but but the other the other one too is the yeah, well, you do this. Right? And it yeah. becomes that downward defensive that that downward spiral of defensiveness, I believe yeah. it was called when we studied it in uni. But I think that if there is that toxicity, like in, in a family unit, I would always say try and solve it. If you can't solve it because you're just not going to see eye to eye or the person remains toxic or, and, and this is a big thing too, in this, you also have to be incredibly self-aware and emotionally intelligent because you've got to evaluate, evaluate your own behavior as objectively as you possibly can. Mm. 
and also decide, did I trigger this? And, and I'm not saying that to say you did. And this is where things get really murky because, of course, uh, people who are consistently victims of narcissists and, and toxic people will often blame themselves because the toxic person will blame them. And yeah. it's, it's an indoctrination. It's a bang, bang, bang. And, and this is where it gets super, super tricky because you have to be able to honestly and openly go, yeah, I screwed up here. Or, you know what? No, I didn't. And this is the evidence that backs that up. I, I genuinely do feel that there's a lot of times where you do, if you're dealing with a toxic person and you can go through Facebook and just go and a reel pops up and you're like, that reminds me of this person. Or, yeah, actually, I have been in that situation. Okay, that's one way of dealing with them. If you're doing those things, I can guarantee you that that person is toxic and you need to get rid of them. There is no, <laughs> like, if you are if you are listening to something. Psychology via Facebook uh, reel. That, that's right, where you just go. An armchair oh. pseudo-psychology via podcast. But at the same time, you also have to have that strength within mm. you. You do. To and, be able to. And that confidence and understanding of self. Well, just to be able to go, hold on. Wait a minute, this behavior, A, is not okay, and B, I don't like it. I don't like it. So to be able to look at yourself and just go, okay, I'm putting my foot down here, I'm going to start to set boundaries, and by me setting a boundary means that, you know, if, if it's okay for someone else to set boundaries and I need to respect them, why can't I set my own boundaries and for other people to respect them as mm. well? I mean... People go on about, you know, boundaries and people needing to be aware of them and, you know, understanding that people have boundaries and you need to respect it. But if you're not willing to do that for other people, why should you get that in return? Absolutely. And that's and that's where that self-awareness and that emotional intelligence comes in that yeah. I talk about is like it's one of one of the, the things that I do see on social media regularly and in reels and all that and you know, it pops up everywhere is is everyone else is toxic but me. And there's so much of that out there. That you can almost flag it and go, really? Because I think the other thing if someone's announcing that like there's a there's there's a red flag to start with, but it's nothing is ever black and white in this world. Mm. We're convinced that everything is. Mm. And you know, and, and this I guess ties into how to handle toxic people as well, because there have been times in relationships of mine, particularly after the breakdowns and, and things like that, where I've responded and, and been an asshole. And that's gone back and forth and and they've been shitty to me I've been shitty to them and it's gone back and forth and I've looked at it and gone oh shit this is so toxic mm. right and I think there's a lot of people that can fall into that and then fall into that habit and never pull out of it and one of the the lessons I guess that I learned and and that has been massive moving forward and and a huge growth point is when you stop and you particularly if you have to deal with someone right like if there's something that ties you whether it's a workplace whether it's kids whether it's whatever it is and you have to deal with that person if you and and you've said this to me we've had this as is advice from lawyers when we've been dealing with stuff and everything like that if you just focus on the issue that needs to be dealt with not the delivery of it and you respond to the issue and you respond to it in a in a professional way in a corporate emotionless kind of way it allows you to kind of distance yourself from the BS. Well, I've always lived like that. One thing that, okay, so one thing that my my sister had said, I won't say exactly which one. For those who know her, yeah. <laughs> you'll go, I know exactly who you're talking about. And her whole philosophy was just like, ugh, that person's such a mission. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I instantly know who it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And do you know what? The way that she would deal with it would just be like, always be civil. 
yep. always be polite, but it doesn't mean that because as soon as you start to reduce yourself with the tit for tat kind of mentality, you, they've drawn you in. They've yeah. got you. Yeah. They've got you in their web. It was. It was and always it's hook, that, line, um, and sinker. What was, they, that, what was that line? Never argue with an idiot. They'll be. They'll drag you down to their level, then beat you with experience. Yeah. Right. So what she all, will always would be is really polite. Would make out that she's invested in the conversation, but once it's finished, she's like, yeah. It's done. That's some mental strength. Like, I think that's I'm just hard. going like to put when, that when you've into got a someone... little envelope and I'm going to be posting it off to be someone else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's super hard, right? Because it's like, particularly if it's someone who's been in your life for a period of time, they know you well or whatever, and they're coming at you and making your accusations or abusing you or, you know, manipulating or, or whatever, mm. and you know what's happening, it still kind of chinks the armor, right? Oh. It still hits. Uh, and... Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that you're human? Well, that's it. But that's that's my point, right? Is you and and it's so easy to get drawn into that because you see the accusation, you see the the, the false accusation yeah. and the BS and the and and the language and and all of the the insults that someone wants to throw at you when they're particularly when they're losing control of a situation or when they're they're just angry with you or they need someone to take it out. Whatever it doesn't matter what the reason is, that still can hit. And it can still hurt. And I think it takes a lot to get to a point where that doesn't impact you and I think that one of those key steps is that uh, that person's such a mission you know being that I'm going to handle you as the, the other postal that- worker working on the front counter where it's uh-huh yep not a problem we'll have that shipped for you by Monday yeah thank you sir kind of deal like where it's it's just you know what and and we've all done it I imagine the vast majority of people out there have done a tour of duty in retail, right? And we've all had to suck it up where we've had that customer who's been at us and we've had to do the smile. Yeah, their mission and then then they turn into a punishment. (laughs) That's it. And I think that taking that approach, that corporate approach, getting everything on the record, putting everything on the record, because that also helps you later to evaluate all of the evidence, Mm. right? And that helps you to protect yourself from their accusations and and any chinks in the armour. Because you can go back and look at all the evidence and go, hang on a second, no, this is what I did. Mm. This is who I am. This is how I behaved. And those accusations are completely unfounded, which helps develop that. It's almost like a suspension of belief. Mm. In, In the same way we dive into a movie and we suspend disbelief I think is the phrase for a time just to enjoy the movie Mm. it's the same kind of thing here is where you've got that evidence and you're able to go back over and look at your evidence of how you have behaved and what you've done you're able to look at it and because you're staying corporate uh, I say corporate but because you're staying in passive and you're just dealing with the issue and you're being civil and you're you know you're, you're being customer service rep basically you have that record to be able to go actually no I'm not that person that that I'm not doing those things they're accusing me of and You've also got all of their behaviour on record too because you just make sure everything's in writing. Yeah, well, I mean, again, like I, going back to my particular person that I was dealing with, the person that I was before having a lot to do with that person, I know within myself that I was one of those, I had always been seen as the happy-go-lucky, you know, Peace, love, and all the rest of it. Hippie. Well, your, your nickname for from some of the your family friends is hippie. No, that's Bree. Oh, that's Bree. She hippie. She's what? hippie. No, no, no. I um. She was I also known as Woodstock. Hippie. She was known as also. <laughs> I swear, I someone was calling you hippie. No, they were. They would call me Phoebe because they thought that I was like. Ooh. <laughs> right. But but do you know what? There has been many a times where 
when she does actually go, oh, I'd really like to, but I don't want to. Like there's <laughs> that been. Is so you. <laughs> that is so you. <laughs> See, now you get it. Yeah, no, no, I've, <laughs> I've, I've been aware for some time. <laughs> but going back to this particular person yep. that I was dealing with, they had gone to the point of me actually starting to question like my value. Yeah. And it was a dark place for me. Oh, it is. They dragged me down to where they were at. And it wasn't until I actually had a friend of mine, a a friend who was older than me, and they just went, do you realise that you're actually really, you're in a dark place? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I see that. And then I had another friend who also knew this person say to me, you do realise, and this particular person is, is very, very much about energies and stuff like that. And this particular friend when you do understand that your like your whole being is quite a high energy vibration. So that doesn't mean, right, that I'm like excessive all the time. It's just the way that I deal with people is I'm higher frequency so people tend to be more attracted to me in as much as like a friendship kind of deal. Um, they want to be around me because of how I am as a person, how I see the world. It's refreshing. It's not mundane, tiring kind of deal. And when you have someone who is negative and is a lower frequency come into that, you actually come down. Mm. And when you're browbeaten the way that I was, and and I lived with them. So it wasn't like I was just having small snippets of this person. Mm. Mm. I lived with them. And it got to a point where I had actually baited them in a conversation. They went and said that to another person. That person came to me and I was like, Mm. I only said that around... That one person. Yeah. And so that's when I just went, you know what? You're done. I'm done. done. I'm tapping out here. I'm out. Yeah. And I completely severed all relationships with that person. And even to the point where I had actually completely moved. Yeah. And I had then also with those people who I had known for such a long period of my life at that stage, I had also very limited my amount of contact with them as well because I didn't want any information getting back to that person yeah. about how yeah. how I was. And even now there's been times there where, you know, their family members had the potential of coming back into my life and through, you know, family members and that. And I'm just like, nah, no, you're not telling them anything. As far as they're concerned, I don't even exist anymore. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, getting back to how you stay sane. If There's you, nothing yeah. wrong with... Chopping people, if you can feel in your heart that that person is nothing but exhausting, is an emotional vampire, as I like to call them, get rid of them. You got one shot at this life. And look, this is not an excuse just to be like, oh, that person was an asshole to me today. I'm going to cut them out entirely, you know, and things like that. If you have to deal with them, you still have to be We're talking consistent toxicity. Yeah. But you can cut them off emotionally, regardless of whether the tie is blood or otherwise. And... To be honest, I'll argue this, and, and I might get flamed for this, but you should. Because at the end of the day, you have one life. We've got, If we're lucky, we've got 80 years on this planet. And if we are spending that time with people that are making us question our value, question ourself in a negative way, I don't mean someone who's honestly going to come and say, hey, man, you know that situation? 
I think you messed that up, and I think there was a better way that could have, that could have been handled. I'm not talking about that. That's that's positive, constructive. That's what friends should do. Friends should come and say, yeah. "Hey, mate, I got you back, but I actually think you might have been in the wrong there." Yeah. Right, and and we need to be receptive to that. But in in the sense of someone who is being toxic, who is gaslighting, who is who will never accept responsibility and for their actions, and when you notice that there's good you people down, in your life that are starting you, to you disappear, need to protect that mental health. Need to protect that sense of self. And it doesn't matter, in my opinion, it doesn't matter if they're family. It doesn't matter if there's someone who's walked in off the street. You have an obligation to protect your mental health, your sense of self first and foremost, because it's only by protecting your mental health and your sense of self that you can actually be there for the people around you, like your family who care about you and your kids and all that sort of mm. stuff, uh, and actually be effective in their world. Yeah. You know, if you don't look after yourself first, you eventually collapse and everything else collapses down around you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, people, people have this idea that family is forever and that you shouldn't cut out family. Can we just go back to that statement yeah. and for you to actually finish it? Because I know that there's going to be so many people out there going, blood is thicker than water. Um, and it's great. like... No blood is thicker than water, but, you know... But, uh, okay, let's put it... toxic. Okay, hold on. If your let's, blood's toxic, you take it out and swap it out. Hold on, hold on. Let's actually say that whole line. Uh, you do it because I don't know the whole line. I just know that there is one. So, blood is thicker than water of... Blood... I can, can you pull it up? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sore. <laughs> all these complaints. But you can't put stuff like that there and not actually have it all because that whole blood is thicker than water. By the by, actually completing it, it will actually shoot down all of those people that use it the in blood, the wrong context. Okay, so, so it's a misunderstood saying. It is, I believe it's from the Bible by the sounds of it. Is that right? No, uh, I don't think it is. Isn't it? I could be really wrong. I've I never mean, read the Bible. <laughs> Full quote and its origin. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's pull this up. Oh, hold on. No, I've, I found it. It's a proverb. The full quote. Just say that one line because I know that it is quite yeah. lengthy. Sorry. I had it up on screen. I pulled it multiple tabs. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. That's right. So let's talk about that. Blood of the covenant. That is the family that you choose. Is thicker than the water of the womb, meaning that... The family that you choose is, and the is, bond is, that you have is, is actually stronger. thicker with them than what it is with people who were in the womb or shared a womb or, or had been the in the womb, womb before you, whatever. Yep, absolutely. So essentially it's saying the family that you choose is, is, is going to – the bonds that you actually make with those people in that. So that can uh, be – Stronger. That can be friendships. Where you don't you don't have to have kids in order to have it can be a marriage. covenant. It can be marriage. It can be any relationship you choose. A covenant. That's right. Can be thicker than the water of the um than the womb. That's I'm not saying that you can't be best friends with your sister or your brother or your mother or your father. Like, like that's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is that a use that properly. Yeah. <laughs> first don't, of all, don't use it to justify staying in a toxic place because they're family because that's the opposite of what that means yes. blood of the covenant the blood of the agreement is thicker is stronger than the water of the womb that's right so if you've got family who don't have your back if you've got family who are consistently not respecting your boundaries as a person they're part of the womb yeah sure great we shared that but that does not mean that when it comes if you've got a friend that has no problems in staying there going 
they're batshit. Yeah. <laughs> and you coming to their defence, that is you making it acceptable for a toxic person to treat you that yeah. way instead of turning I, around and going, I bum, really bum. like, and I am going to be anal on this quote now, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. The blood of the agreement, the blood of chosen family. Maddie told you this. I know, but sometimes it takes a few things to, you know, a few repetitions before it sinks in. I've got to, I've got to learn it in context. Because I know that Maddie will be going. I told you that. I I know, and and I remember him telling me, but it didn't. It didn't sink. It's not that it didn't sink. This is this is the Aspie brain for me, like my Aspie brain. It's going. I knew the data, but it had no real connection to my experience. No experiential connection to me in my world until now. Now it has an experiential connection and therefore it's going to stick. Yes. So so there. That was a long-ass JTM. That was. But it was always going to be. Hopefully yes. there was some value for everyone in it. Um, we've, you know, had our battles. Everyone has their battles in this life. and I can definitely say that one thing you know, that I what do... What we've learned has helped others. I do really feel that needs to be stated here is make sure that you do get counselling. Yes. Or... And we're not, we're not counselors. We're psych. just people who've been through hell on earth. Yeah, talk to someone well, about it. Relatively speaking, like our make, version of that. Yeah, make sure that you talk to someone, not just that's actually part of your world, but someone who is completely separate from your and world as well to give you a bit of a different perspective. Um, and to help with that, developing that emotional intelligence and self awareness and things as well. Yeah, so that, exactly. Because you know, the worst thing to do is is to be in a situation that isn't necessarily toxic but you're thinking that it is because it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas if you did a couple of things differently, spoke, you know, and they did a couple of things differently, it could be worked out and everything could be roses. Like we're not talking about just your average casual, I hate that, like run-ins, I guess, you know, we're, we're talking that consistent. You've tried to address it. You've, you've tried to distance yourself. Like it's just a consistent, constant thing. Yeah. And it's, it's time to cut the cord kind of deal. And we're talking toxicity. But anyway, I hope that's been valuable. It's been fun learning because we learn things the hard way by doing. So, but that, that yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Love Hopefully your feedback people, on, yeah. on that, as yeah. always. All right. Let's finish up. Okay. That's you pressing a button. <laughs>